Happy holiday, folks. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. I am Ethan Guzman, along with my longtime close personal friend, my Santa to my Rudolph, my Frosty to my Snowman, Eves the Cannon Sanin. The hell? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Eves. Merry Christmas. And it's a pleasure being here with you once again in our exciting show. And um, I just want to wish you good health and good cheers. And I hope you have a very great and excellent, prosperous 2015. You talking to me or talking to the audience? I'm talking to you oh. and I'm talking to the audience. Okay. I don't know I'm talking to you and just wishing you good well. All right, man. Why are you so hostile? Oh, I mean, no, it's hostile. I'm happy. It's Christmas, yeah, dude. You're hostile. It's Christmas. Relax, dude. It's Christmas yeah. week. You know, by the time you're hearing this, it's Christmas and New Year's probably passed by. This is our exciting Christmas episode. Episode. We've been on the air since July, and we've been going strong. No, it's and been July? No, it hasn't been longer than that. June, right? June, probably. Since our Guardians of the... No, not the Guardians. No! Our first episode, yeah. It's, it's a long span of time. Yeah, well, this is not like 100 episodes by any means, but we're just reflecting back on, you know, the shows we've done, and so far we're doing pretty good, and we're getting good feedback out there, we appreciate yeah. that. What was your favorite episode so far? Um, up till now. Up to now, what's your favorite episode? Up to now? Oh, my God. You put me on the spot right now. And I got to, um, you know, I'm just stalling. You know, I think, think this episode is going to be your favorite episode. Why is it going to be my favorite episode? The interview you did. I'm jumping a little with the gun, but I think this episode might top every episode that we've had so far. Dude, that's a bold statement because I talk to a lot of people. You I think know, so? but I think this episode is just really... Personally, this is your favorite episode? Well, personally, this is my favorite episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Personally, this is my favorite episode well, up till now. Wow, that's a, that's a major statement, but um, hopefully we'll get the listeners will definitely prove how many people will like this, because so far I think our most listened episode was Tail Pingalis, but let's just see how this yeah, one right, goes. Yeah, right, right. Um, so proper actor. Yes, Tail Pingalis, yeah, 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 so let's just see how this one goes. Um, so, you know, today, you know, besides, before you get we get into the interview, we're just going to give you our top three, since this is the Christmas season, is the season to be jolly, fa la 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 um, we're going to give you Amy, our top, oh our top <laughs> Three, not five, not ten, because we don't want to bore you. Our top three Christmas movies. I'm going to start first and give you my number three top Christmas. Now, that's just a disclaimer. This is movies that actually took place in Christmas, right? Anything relates to Christmas. It could be a Christmas movie. It could be a christmas theme movie. Anything that's regarding Christmas as the main antithesis. I've said that wrong. I think I stuttered when I said that. The antithesis of this movie, this is the episode where we focus oh, okay. on... Okay, Ephraim. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm rambling. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. What are the movies? My number three movie for one of the top Christmas movie themes ever, in my personal, humble opinion. I guess, um, okay. Sorry about that, uh, you know. Other obligations, phone calls. Go on, man. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. My, my, my number three movie has to be Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way? Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger That's what I'm about and Phil Hartman. Turbo Man? Yes, dude. Yeah. Didn't you ever want, I don't know, things, movies regarding toys oh, and wanting to own something? Turbo Man always has a special place in my heart because I remember that kid in me always wanted a He-Man figure it, or so, a mask so, collection. So, so it, was, it was He-Man that you wanted as Turbo Man. And everybody in your, well... I don't know if it was whoever wanted to get the Turbo Man, quote-unquote E-Man, looked all over the world for it. Well, I, 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 I'm sure of it. I'm sure it was the different times back in the 80s when I was a little kid wanting the He-Man toy action figure with He-Man, Skeletor, Castle Grayskull, Men and Arts, Tila. I wanted all of that. And, you know, the how majority... Much, how, how much coffee you had this morning? Um, I actually didn't have any coffee yet. I had an Altoid, but I didn't have any coffee yet. But I, 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 I'm going to take your word. I digress. But like I was saying, though, I wanted, you know, 
I wanted He-Man, I wanted Castle Grayskull, and I got all that, you know what I'm saying? And I was just, you know, back at that time, I guess, you know, money wasn't that expensive as it is now. Money wasn't that I expensive. I mean, that did not make inflation, no sense. Inflation, inflation, inflation. You know how Jesus. things go up. Like, yeah. hey, things were a little bit cheaper back then, but we didn't yeah. have the money to afford it. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's what you wanted. You wanted the He-Man. I had the He-Man. And I had Skeletor. And I had, what was He-Man's, not He-Man, excuse me, Skeletor's cat. Remember it was Panther. Velvet. It was velvet. velvet. It was a yes. velvet. It was a velvet feel when you. And the thing velvet. is, when you peeled off the velvet, it was a black cat. Because I remember I had the panther and I peeled off the velvet and it was black. You, you literally peeled it off. Yeah, man? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, you were those destructive kids. Yeah, didn't you? Like, yeah. Well, not destructive because you see, I, I was organizing my toys. My toys, my good guys go in one side, my bad guys go in another side. And I always, you know, the He Man with the legs, the rubbers always break off. So I always put them. Um, head first inside the back so the rubber of the legs wouldn't coincide like hitting the floor because sometimes the rubber would break and get loose. You know, toys back then they, they broke fast as compared to the toys now but the toys now, the ankles move, the wrists move, it's just so crazy, like the articulation. Well, you know? I'd say, you know, they don't make those toys like they used to. Remember yeah. how they used to have the G.I. Oh, we're rambling, I'm sorry, but, but one thing, remember when they used to have the G.I. Joes and you can like, was it you could spin, yeah, yeah, yeah you could screw them and put the different arms like I used to have. What was it? I used to, what GI Joe did I used to have? Well, regardless of the fact, I mean, I used to um, take the arms and you could reattach them to other ones. But, yeah, yeah, they don't make toys like they used to. But okay, back to what I was saying. Back to what you were saying. Turbo Man. Yeah. And um, what's the damn thing called? Uh, Jingle Plus, All the Jingle Way. Jingle All the like, Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not the Jingle All the Way Two with Santino Morella. I have not seen it, and I don't know. I will not watch wrestler it. Wrestler Santino Mor- Morella. Yeah, and Larry the Cable Guy, which is ignore it, ignore it. But that's to me my number three. Do you want me to just give you my list and then you give go to your list? Give me your list, and I'm gonna give. Okay, you. number two, all time probably one of the best Christmas movies ever. You know, what I'm saying it's not my number one, but it's it. it I was debating if this could be my number one or not. A Christmas Story. With Peter Billingsley, Zach Ward. The BB that, gun. Yes, all he wanted for Christmas was a Red Ryder BB gun. And everything that led up to that point of him wanting the BB gun, him dealing with bullies, him like coming out of, you know, the age of t- coming to teenhood and, you know, um, appreciating, you know, life as he reflects, as he's the narrator, reflecting on his life was so amazing, dude. It was so amazing. I like that BB gun. Yeah, it's like I, you know, not that I was a violent kid back in the days. Of but course I not, dude. Like, but the, the way he was like, that's all he wanted for Christmas, and everything that was going around it. Oh man, it was. It was that's a classic movie. Yeah, it's 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 probably one of the all time classics. That's my number two, and the number one movie to me, the best movie for the holiday season. Any movie you should watch with your kids and sit down and have a family, have a Yule log, have s'mores, have hot chocolate with marshmallows, have a flan, have a coquito, have penne. Okay, you have, to, you, have to, you have to let people know what these things are exactly are. They may not know because you have your own heritage. Let them know what these things are. You can't. Just I say think it. everybody knows what a turkey is and a coquito. And what you know, is that? I don't know what that is. It's a drink, dude. Coquito. Dude. What about pernil? What is that? It's um roasted pork. Okay. People don't know that. You got to explain it to them. Come on. All right. And oh. what is your one number one movie? Die Hard. That's exactly what I was. Die say. Hard, dude. Die Hard, you dude. Die Hard. He comes to the holidays to L.A. from New York City. Look what happened. Him and his wife separated because she got a job in L.A. So he goes out to L.A. to see her for the holidays. He's in California. So he goes out there, and you know, all hell breaks loose at the Christmas holiday party. If 
if this was my Christmas holiday party, shit would have hit the fan, man. It, it was it was crazy. It was insane. You know, Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman, probably one of the best villains to date. He the, is one of the best villains. Yeah, like he had that villain essence. Of, uh, uh, you could feel it. Like you yes. feel he was a bad guy. Yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson as Carl. You know, Carl Winslow, fame. You know, family let's, matters. Let's give some trivia. And I, I don't know if you know this. That's not his first performance as a cop. What is his first performance as I think a you told me this before, right? Yeah, I did. Just figure it out. And it's one of your favorite movies of all time. Crocodile Dundee? No, not... Yeah. You know, he was the, he was the, he was the, the, the limo driver. Um, I don't know. What Ghostbusters 2. He was a cop in Ghostbusters You sure it was him, dude? You want to bet money? I don't want to bet money, cop but... in Ghostbusters 2, and that was his first, and then he was a cop in um, Die Hard. Then he became the whole... He became a cop in his whole career with Family Matters and Urkel. Oh, okay. I gotta look that up, but I, I trust your judgment. Trust me, I'm telling you. I told you that before. You were just looking at me like I was crazy. You never paid attention. Well, I, I gotta look at it again. I may be, he may be wrong, but he may be right, but definitely yeah, yeah, check that out. Me, I'm right. Okay, can I give mine? Yes, give your top three famous Christmas movies related show. Go ahead, man. Or movies, I should say. Let's see. Part number three. Rocky Four. Rocky Four? Oh, yeah. Well, Rocky yeah. Four. Exactly. You Rocky didn't get that. That was done in Christmas. It was That's Christmas right. time. Well, you always you always associate Rocky Ford with Christmas, like when you watch it. Yeah, because I think about how it was the whole season. It was the Christmas time season. Yeah, like, you did everything. Like it was. Was that with the robot? Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Paulie. Exactly. Coming in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, right? It was one of my favorite movies of all time. To be honest with you. Okay, number two. What's your number two? Bad Santa. That's with um Billy Bob Thornton. Right? Yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen that movie. You've never seen that movie? No, he no. was like the worst Santa Claus on earth, and you know him and the middle, the midget was sitting there. They tried to do that heist. Little little person. My bad, my bad. Sorry if I I said that. What's that guy's name? Do you remember that guy? No, there's the black actor, right? He the was also in Friday Two. He was in Friday Two. Yeah, yeah, he, was yeah. in, he was in a couple of stuff. Like he's known as a character actor, but being a little person. Yeah. But yeah, that was another movie. I love that movie. Come on, Billy Bob Thornton as the he was disgusting as Santa Claus. Yeah. And obviously, my number one. Was your number one? Was Die Hard? Your two Die Hard? Yeah, it was Die Hard. Come on, look at who thinks about going to a damn Christmas party and the Christmas party you go with your ex-wife because she's invited you. She probably want to show face because she didn't tell everybody you guys got divorced. Ends up getting hijacked by some terrorists. Exactly, exactly. And I don't, I don't know why I love that movie as a Christmas movie. Like you know, some people say, "Oh, I love Gone with the Wind," oh, or "I love It's a Wonderful Life," okay. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, no. A Christmas Carol. To me, those movies are great in its own right, but me growing up as a child of the 80s right. like I, I couldn't associate with it It's a Wonderful right. Life I, I, never, I never seen Miracle on 34th Street you never have it's you know. a great movie you know, they, don't get me wrong is that the one movie. where they, they say they're trying to make to see if Santa Claus was really Santa Claus himself? yeah yeah they, they did a remake of it and they had the original I think the original was done in the 40s I believe I'm not really 100% sure on the date then they had you know It's a Wonderful Life you know what I'm saying? It was a good movie. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Those are really more associated with Christmas. But being a child of the 80s and, you know, exposing myself to the movies I have, those were the movies that really made it for me. Not to say I'm not emotional or anything like that, but those are the movies that I think of when I think of Christmas, you know? Especially Christmas. I movie. mean, it's I just like, I have those movies. Like, you know, it's like, maybe they may have not came out. Like, well, I think they, they'll come out in Christmas time, but it's just like you think about those, like you said, you think about those type of movies when you think of Christmas. Yeah. Like, growing up, it really wasn't like it was a wonderful life. 
we didn't. I didn't watch it. I mean, it used to play on TV, but I didn't watch it. I used to want to watch Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. Die exactly. Hard. Even Die Hard Two took place, I guess, in Christmas time too. Right? Was it? I remember it was in. The snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Christmas time. It was worth Die Hards. Well, no, not all Die Hards. Not oh, all Die Hards. Only two Die Hards. One, one and two. two. Yeah, one and two. But the third one with Vengeance that was, was done in New York in City. The summertime. summertime. Yeah, summertime. That was summertime. But I see when I, you know it's funny when you say that because when I think of the summertime, I think of Die Hard with Vengeance. Right. Yeah, you saw the street carts with the with the with the um, donuts. Right. You see the spraying water on the concrete. You know what it was just really like a really uh, a summertime movie. I, I mean, but those movies I think about when I think about Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you know, Christmas is the time of the year where I don't know, like they save the best for last. Like right now, we have The Hobbit that's out in theaters now. They made I think over ninety million dollars now in the movie theaters. Now next year for next year two thousand fifteen, we're gonna have Star Wars as the big Christmas time movie that comes out December seventeenth of next year. So you know, even for movie season, it gets kind of slow. It gets kind of not kind of slow, but kind of. It gets kind of laid back because then you know January is another release date for movies. I think February is when movies going to hit, and April is when like the big time movies are going to so hit. So what? Too. It's like a what do they consider it? The time period for the folks that understand. So it's like first, first, uh, was first season, first, first, um, like you know they have the movie period times, like the first, um, movie periods in the January, February, yeah. March is what number? Like what do they call it? I don't know. I don't know the terminology like the for it. Is like you know, it's like the first sounds and that season or first uh, trimester. Oh, like that's that. pregnancy, dude. But it's like you know, they have the first span, the second span, and the third yeah. span. Well, I'm saying you know, all the movies for quarters, 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 like quarters, yeah. first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like I don't know what movies are coming out in January. I haven't looked that far ahead, but you know, as far as new releases for December, I think The Hobbit and a couple of independent movies were like the last movies are or for this date that are coming out. Um, January is not so big on movies, really. I think they have movies, but I'm not really sure. But the movies really hit their peak. All the movies are released during the April and springtime. Especially, you know, you got, like, The Fast and Furious, like I was just saying, Age of Ultron, um, Ant-Man in the Summertime. There's a lot of movies for 2015 that are coming out. And you, I still can't believe we got to wait for freaking two years. Two, well, Superman, almost a year. Right? Superman. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's, let's, let, I mean, before we jump into everything we're, we're going to speak about in, interview-wise... What movie are you are most anticipating for next year? Star Wars. Star Wars? Yep, Star Wars. Star Wars, okay. Aren't Why you? Star Wars? Star Wars is a movie I grew up with, dude, and just seeing Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in the movie theaters again, and just seeing the Millennium Falcon, I got goosebumps just watching that Chewbacca's shit. Chewbacca's in it, too. Yeah, Chewbacca, Chewbacca's dude. And, and, and R2-D2's in it, too. Yeah, dude, like, you're not really a fan like that? Like, no, no, I like, I like Star Wars. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to Age of Ultron, too, but sentimental-wise, right, right. dude, Star Wars, you can't beat that. You know, I want to know who I'm looking forward to. I want to see Terminator Genesis, to be honest with you. Terminator Genesis? Yeah, I just want to see how that. I just yeah. want to see how they. Because, you know, remember we were speaking about that last episode? I just want to see exactly. How they blended in? Exactly. How is that going to, you know. Affect the, the timeline? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to take the words right out of my mouth, brother. I, the, I know what the, you're thinking before the, you think Exactly. It. The continuity of how they're going to do it now that, you know, they yeah. stripped the. Part two and part three yeah. already happened. So what's the timeline now when they yeah. go back to the? Past? I just don't want to. I don't understand. They got Arnold Schwarzenegger for this role. Why didn't they, didn't they get um freaking Robert Patrick to reprise the T one thousand? They got an Asian guy as the T one thousand. I did see that. I, I saw that. I mean, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, that T one thousand. Well, T is T one thousand. He died. He, didn't he get molted? The molted lava flames. Yeah, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. So like, why would he repri- They reprise his. Well, role? it's coming back in time unless he's a different model. Just like you, you and I both know that Arnold is what makes the Terminator. Terminator yeah. Everybody Arnold has is, their you know their, their franchise movie, and yeah. Terminator is his franchise movie. So of yeah. course they're gonna make 
you know, him come back. Even if he's like 102, they'll make him as an old Terminator yeah. like they usually do. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to seeing him as King Conan if he definitely does that. That's another thing. Well, he's going to be Conan's... He's going to be Conan he's, he's the, be, he's the be Conan. Sun, and the son is going to be the one who's I believe over. so, yeah. That'd be kind of cool, too. You know, Arnold has a good resurgence this year. You know, he's making a good comeback. His films so, have been good. Sylvester Stallone's been good, you know? Everybody's, you know, trying to do it. 2014 is a year of reflection. If you want to reflect on 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy really really cemented Marvel as probably one of the best movies of all time for Marvel as a superhero movie. Everybody and their grandmother was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. Because it was so obscure. They just never thought that, you know, a group of, you know, a group that, you know, a, a comic book that just never, people really never gravitated towards until they made the new team just made a movie but you notice, yeah, it. but you notice they had that Star Wars feel to it. So did the, yeah, so they the said Star Trek. They, they Star Trek trying to make Star, um, Star Trek the, the the new Star Trek coming out like a Star three, Wars a, feel. A, a, no, 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 no Guardians of the Galaxy feel. Yeah. We're gonna have like a multiple, multi universe. Yeah, like I don't know. Paramount, Paramount's doing something stupid. Don't compare Star Trek to Guardians of the Galaxy. Star Trek has a lot rich more history than Guardians of the Galaxy. Just do what you've been doing so far. It's been great. You know, the the the, the Into Darkness was great with Khan. Some people hated it. Some people liked. It. I thought it was a great, great I, 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 entry. I, 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 they, were, they were saying that Khan wasn't going to be in it, but then you know he's yeah. eventually Khan. You know, JJ right? Abrams is full of secrets. You know, full yeah. of lies. So you know, so he was just denying, denying, denying. But you know, denied like, to he, the grave. Yeah, but, but you're not supposed to deny. You're not the one. So it's funny you're on a red carpet and somebody asks you a question, a random question. Let's say, okay, are you going to make you know Khan? Yes, I am Khan. Yeah. Yes, I'm he's doing like, this. Nah, you I don't know? know what you're talking about. You know what I mean, you just have to watch the movie. That's how they're going to do it. They can't just divulge all the secrets they have. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, but it's good. I mean, but I don't want them to do it like that. Yeah, why not? You know, like make a vast universe, and you know, it's just so. But it's like, why try to recreate the wheel? Okay, they did it. It works for them. Let them keep it. Do something else of your own. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. All right, that's cool. That's cool. So, what else you have in your mind? Anything else? Um. Well, well, 2014 has been a great year. I can't wait to see what 2015 brings to us and right. brings to the future of movies. movies There's going right. to be a lot of stuff for us to talk about, especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, we got like I was saying, Ant Man, Age of Ultron. Um. Well, you know, then what is it? 2016. You have the Civil War. But you know, it's not going to be. It's still not going to be 2016, is it? It's going to be 2018, isn't it? Because don't they have like Thor and uh, like that? Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Right, yeah, they, but they have I, a couple I, of movies. Before well, Civil War is going to be the the year after Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, then Civil War. So that's 2016. Really? Yeah. I, I, I thought I could have swore that. I thought it was going to be like further down the timelines. Oh, Civil War. I'm yes. thinking about Infinity War. Oh, you know, Sorry Infinity about War is 2019. Right, right. That's yeah, yeah. why I was like, what is he talking about? Infinity War, I'm thinking yeah. about. Okay, which, you know, I guess I'm jumping the gun because I want to see if, you know, those Sony and Marvel, you know, come to terms and put Spider-Man yeah. in it because, you know, that's what they're trying to do with the Infinity. It's not going to happen for Civil War, obviously, but it, probably Infinity War. You never know. Yeah. So in a year review, putting you on the spot, the year review, what is your top movie of 2014? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy out of yeah. any other movie you see? I, I think that's the best movie. I think that's the best movie I've saw this year, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yours. What's yours? Um, it's a toss-up. Um, I saw, you know, Days of Future Past was awesome. Yeah, that would um, be my second, like, runner, like, number 1.5. Yeah. Days of Future Past was awesome, too. They did a great job. Yeah. And I would love to see Apocalypse one that comes out in 2016. Yeah. Winter Soldier was a great movie. Winter Soldier was good, Guardians too. of the Galaxy Guardians was good. Just, they just did it for me. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know, I have to go with the slight, even though I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't know, something about Days of Future Past got me, dude, it was just, I don't know, I don't know if it was the whole time travel thing, I don't know, it was just seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again, I don't know, it's it just, you know, about I just, the movie. way about Days of Future Past, I am not, not to say that I'm just jumping the gun a little too far, but the thing is now, the whole continuity is messed up, that's what just makes, throws me off, because like, nothing in those three past X-Men movies ever happened. Yeah, yeah. The only thing yeah. I did like is that, you know, being that it's still, they had their three X-Men movies, and, you know, the, the two other ones, they yeah. have, you know, First Class and Days of Future Past, they incorporated the characters from previously in these. Unlike, you know, other trilogies they have, they don't incorporate anybody from the other past movies. Yeah. But they incorporated this. Like, the whole timeline's kind of jacked up. Yeah. Like, that's how I want to see how they're going to do Apocalypse. Like, Wolverine's yeah. the only one that seems like he knows what happened. He knows what's happened. Yeah, and everybody else is fresh. So even if they do older, older movies, and you know, movies into the future, I don't know if they're going to still use the same actors because it's like they're already established now. What's going to happen now is going to happen in the eighties, and I guess it'll continue on from there. But the whole Wolverine, I'm, Wolverine will, will Hugh Jackman can play Wolverine until he's decrepit. He's right up there with Robert Downey Jr. As you know, I can't see him anything else. Anybody else could. They could get another actor to play Wolverine, but Hugh Jackman is going to be, I guess, everybody's generation. That was the first man to nail it as Wolverine. Just to think, Even though he's like six they, foot just something. think they were going to make Russell Crowe Wolverine at first. But Russell Crowe decided, like, you know, I got this yeah. other guy that I think that should yeah. be role, and they gave it to Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that would that would have been interesting. He has Russell that rough Crow, look. Yeah, Russell Crowe could have done it. But he's not athletically and, you know, not, you know, physically. He doesn't have to look. Well, dude, if you see him in Gladiator, he was chiseled, dude. That's true. That's true. He could have been Wolverine then. Even in Jor-El, but Jor-El, he had a lot of, like, clothes on or something. Yeah, no, he wasn't Jor-El. He wasn't, you couldn't tell. In Robin Hood, he was kind of, I think, kind of... Yeah, but he's just a great actor. So, time. Yes, I have an interview right now with the founder of LatinoReview.com, Kelvin Chavez. And, you know, we just talk a lot of stuff about movies. He's a big movie fan, as I am. And we just had a great discussion about movies, him getting started in the business, you know, his dealings with CNN. There's a lot of... There's a, there's, there's, this there's movie, a, it reveals a lot. This yeah. This is, uh, that's, why I, that's why I was saying this might be the best interview yet. Wow, for real. Even better than Richard Bay and all oh, that. Richard Bay was good, too. Yeah. Richard Bay. A, lo- a lot of the interviews you've done are great interviews, but this was an in-depth reveal on the business that, you know, we're actually trying to get into and what we, you know, we circle around our podcast around. Yeah. And it's just letting us know exactly how he got into the industry and what he's gone through. That's what makes it even, it's such a great interview because it's so in-depth of what he speaks about. Well, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah, Think about yeah, it, man. Sure. You, yeah. you did it. Like, I was listening to him, like, whoa. Like, he just divulges a lot of information, a lot of great information, too, yeah. on what we're doing and how he got, you know. Like, it could just happen to anybody. He was just a guy yeah. like us that was just sitting there trying to, you know, just putting up movie news and yeah. look what happened to him. Yeah. To the fact that he didn't even need to work. This is what he does for a full-time job now. Yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of people heard of LatinoReview.com. No, uh, come on. You know that's, they break everything. Latino yeah. Review breaks everything. Yeah. They literally break the news, you break, know. Yeah, exactly. They really do. They break everything. You know? Anything you news you want to find out, yeah. you go there first. Everybody takes their news from him, including us. Yeah, because even remember when we was we was at the, like, you know, when we was working downtown, we right. was at a former insurance company working downtown, um, we used to go to either like Dark Horizons. We used you to go used to, to, you put me onto that. You put me yeah. on Latino Review. That's yeah, like Latino every time Review. you go there every morning, you get your coffee and your, your breakfast, and you'd be on Latino Review in the morning time. And then you yeah, find just out to see what's news, up. Yeah, dude. All the news. That is yeah. so crazy, though. And then, like, you know, it's, it's funny how the evolution of change happens because we're in a society now that, you know, we get, you know, we get freaking stuff, you know, sent to our phones, and, you know, you know, we had the, you know, the freaking Blackberry Pearl, and, you know, we didn't really, I'm saying, there was, the, you know, I think, I don't know, I think I got put on more to, like, websites working, 
downtown because it's like we had a computer in front of our face, so it's right, like okay, right, you know. Right, right. And then getting exposed to you know like any cool news and Dark Horizons. I was saying that um, IGN superhero hype. There's a lot of stuff you know that right, we got right. in, involved in. So, no, but it's not like now you know to the point now you can just go on a social set website and then. News pops up. Yeah, and or you can break the news yourself stuff. nowadays. Exactly. You know. Yeah, for real, you actually can. But Latino Review is one of the first ones that you put me onto that I was like, and and honestly, they've been wrong. But everything that I've seen, like let's say 90 percent of the times they break something, it's always right. Yeah, yeah. They, they broke the Thanos. Remember, there was a Thanos yeah, one yeah, and, yeah. The, and, and the Avengers one. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. They were you. The that was the one. Told, yeah, they were the ones that broke. You know who right? told me? They were who broke it first, and I was like, "There's not going to be any Thanos." I remember, I was like, "Yeah." Oh, it's like I don't believe that, and then they were the ones who. Saw, and lo and behold, he was at the end of the end credits. Yeah, and also the Amanda Whaler one. Now too. Well, yeah, that you were. We see you didn't yeah. have to say it. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to the interview, man. Yeah. Like listen, to, you gotta listen to the interview. Make the, the listeners yeah. listen to it. They don't want to tell them, but yeah, they break a lot of stuff. They're big, but they majority of the time are always on point. Yeah, yeah, on point. But yeah, that, that's a good deal, man. I mean, that interview. I mean, it really, I was just listening. I was like, wow, this was really a good interview. I appreciate it's that, there. man. It's it up there, man. Yeah, you're the man. You know how you know. Right, Thanks, so, man. You know, we're we're a team. You know, what I'm saying there's no INT. My okay, dude. No, no more brown nosing. Let's get back. Let's get. Let's jump into it. All right, let's jump into what the interview now. Uh, I guess so. What oh, else? Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, right. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Um, there's anything you want to say? Uh, Feliz Navidad. Um, plug our stuff. Okay. Uh, for the, the last atomic, for 2014. For the, uh, the Atomic Podcast 22 at gmail.com. That is our email address. Uh, we have DA Atomic Podcast that is on our Twitter and SoundCloud.com slash The Atomic Podcast is our SoundCloud where you can hear all of our podcasts regarding from. Teo Pingalis to Richard Bay to, to Earl Cooter to Roxy Rossi to we have everybody um, we have a plethora of things you can hear my rant on the Suicide Squad and yep. our Sony our, Sony Sony hacks yeah you know? our, our what's, called? what's the other ones that we have so many I can't believe you forgot already dude yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy review our Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles let's, review let's, 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 let's let the fans our Artist Warshaker tribute our Robin Williams tribute right right we have, right. Stores, we we have, have a lot we have a lot you just go on there click on it just Download it to your phone if you can, and just relax and listen to our melodic voices, like you would say. Melodious tones. Melodious tones. Yes. 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 So, happy New Year! Um, Merry Christmas! We'll see you in 2015, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we what the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, where we're coming to you live from Times Square, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he is the founder of Latino Review. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Kelvin Chavez. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelvin Chavez. Como esta? How you doing, brother? Good, 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 man. Um, I just want to say I'm a big fan of your site, and um, just to get the ball, you know, started already. Um, how did you get? Well, how you know where did you grow up at, and you know how was your youth like? Uh, well, I was born and raised in uh, New York, Queens, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. I was born. Uh, I was born in, believe it or not, this place you can look it up. It's called the French Hospital. Ah. Google it, but oh, yes, really right. It was, it was, it was a French hospital in the city, kind of like on the 20th 
get in for fashion institute, uh, fashion school. Oh, so uh, What made you decide to leave California? You wasn't used to that lifestyle, or it was just something that you needed to do? Well, I, I went to college in UCLA for a semester until my mother got sick. Being back, she passed, and then my girlfriend at the time, uh, her best friend moved to San Francisco, and I knew San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco was beautiful, and I told her. She was, you know, my, my girlfriend was depressed because she got laid off from her job or whatnot, and she needed to abandon. So she went to Francisco and I told her, you go there and you will not come back. Yeah. Like, really? And two weeks later, she called me, she was I'm staying. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then they said, no, I ended up going too. It's not like the city, right? Living in, you know, San Francisco. Like, you can't go to the corner bodega and get, like, food or nothing no, like that. No, but see, that's why, that's why a lot of people are wrong. Oh. Well, you know, you could. Where I live, you yeah. ever live? I think the only place I will ever live other than New York will be probably San Francisco. I know Chicago is the same as New York, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I've never, I've never lived there. Mm-hmm. But San Francisco is the equivalent to New York. I didn't need, look, we, we live there. We had no car for an entire year. Right, we didn't need a car. We didn't need any of that so because the, the system, the, the bus and the train were right there in front of us. You know, you take the bus to the train and that was it. And the beauty of it is that you had the car, when you bought the car, you would take the train or you would take the car to the train station to have a humongous parking lot. You put it in there and you'll walk upstairs to the train. Wow. In New York. In New York. Try that shit in New York. You have to pay for everything. Yeah, that's true. Hey, wait, wait, so the, so the public transportation in L.A.? Because it seems like, oh, to me, like everybody always has a car in L.A. I never even heard of anybody taking the public. Uh, L- 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 L.A., though, that's Los Angeles. Well, Los Angeles, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah, San Francisco, San Francisco, yeah. San Francisco is totally different. I mean, it's like seven-hour drive to go, I think it's seven-hour drive to go to L.A., and it's like an 
hour on the plane or something like that. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? I, I, love, I love San Francisco. And I just went back uh, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I went back to, uh, to visit. You know, cause I got a couple of friends there still. And, you know, and what I loved about San Francisco, uh, and I would always love it because I would, again, like I said, I worked in Wall Street. And I had your powers. Yeah. And I had to be in by 8.30 New York time. Yeah. Meaning it was 5.30 San Francisco time yeah. in the morning. Oh, and wow. I would be done. And, I, and Wall Street closes at 4 o'clock. My time is 1 o'clock. Yeah. So I was done. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I was done. I, was, I had the rest of the freaking day literally open. So how long was you working at Wall Street for? Since I was 18, dude. Oh, wow. What, what was your position there? Uh, I, I started off as a cold caller. Like, that's why I love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I started off like that. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, I, and then, and then I, I I worked up. And actually, before that, I was a re I started off really as a, as a mailman, a mail clerk. Yeah. Everybody goes all the way to the bottom and you just work your ass. And yeah. I was in the game. We went through cold calling. We did that. And then I used to distribute seven lenses, and then I just really became like a trader's assistant, really, mm -hmm. basically. And then I came back to New York, I worked in Canada Fitzgerald, and uh, I was there for a few years, a month. After I left Canada Fitzgerald, I went to Deutsche Bank. Sorry to cut you off. Was Canada Fitzgerald the one in the in the um the trade center? World trade center. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's right. Oh my God! Imagine Hello. you were still there. God, you know, God, God forbid. Oh my God. Well, I, you know, it's funny you say because. My wife and I always spoke about that, and what happened was, that day, I had asked for the morning off, because it was like something, it was the first day of school for kids still. So, I wanted to take the two young boys to school with my wife. We were going to take them to school, and then I was going to take my wife to work at Long Island. So, I would have never been in that building, no matter how you see it, because I already had, that was our plan. Our plan was to, you know, drop off the kids, and then drop her off, have breakfast. Stuff like that. So it, looked, it just ended up happening that, you know, I wasn't there anymore. Wow. But what happened was, I, I was going to be there late. So, long story short, we talked to the kids. My wife dropped me off at the train station. I ended up going to Deutsche Bank, and the first tower got hit, and blah, blah. And, you know, they told me to go home. We know that you just came from a cannabis jail, just get out of here, going home. And it was kind of messed up because, you know, I knew everybody in there. A lot of my good friends were in that building. You know? Wow. Well, but, you know? Yeah, and then, that, it was then, a tragedy. And then I came back to New York and uh, worked in Wall Street until I started doing this website thing, and then I just, you know, everything just fell into place where I didn't have to work on Wall Street anymore. Wow. So let me, let's let's get into that. So what? how did you start and get get involved in that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how did it all, Latino Review all came about? Like, what was the embryonic stage of it? Well, first of all, I just, like you probably, I just love movies. Yeah. Uh, every Friday, every fucking day, even in high school, every single Friday, <laughs> I'm out to the movies. I was out to the movies. I went out to the movies at high school. Uh, all my dates back then, I used to go to the movies. Every time the first movie came out, I would go, 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 go. And I hardly even read, I hardly ever read any of the reviews of the New York Times, the New York Post, none of that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, how it started was, in our, our newspaper, like the Daily News, the New York Post, the Village Boys, mm -hmm. in there around Tuesday, 
Wednesday or Wednesday. There's a section where, if you look very closely at the newspaper, they'll have advanced screening. Yes, yes, the Village Voice. Yes, they always had that, like towards the beginning of the page and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I used to go to the, to wherever they said, go and uh, get the passes, and you had to make a freaking line to get the passes. You get the passes, and the next day you go to the movie and make a freaking line. So my stepmother uh, used to, and that's how I, I used to go to the movie a lot, because mm -hmm. of promo screenings. Yeah. But then uh, I used to tell my friend, I was like, Yo, you know, like how do these other people see this film early? And then he was telling me, oh, you had to be in the industry. So I didn't take anything, I didn't think anything about it. Yeah. And what happened was that my stepmother worked for this big honcho, you know, at Universal. Yeah. Not pictures, Universal, the music uh, part of Universal. So I think he, he rep on Jovi and all these other people. So my family used to work on something, 70 something in Park Avenue. Yeah. And one day she got premiere tickets, I think it was for the X Men. And she goes, Do you want to go to the premiere? So it's a big thing. So I was like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then she introduced me to her boss, and because she used to be the, the kid's nanny. So, um, uh, she introduced me to him, and we just chatted, and we were talking, talking a long time, and I said, how do you get these kind of things? And he said, you have to be in the media. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, if you're doing movies, uh, you have to, one, write for uh, a local newspaper that you're reviewing the film, like um, the New York Times, the Post, et cetera, et cetera. Or uh, you own your own film website. Hmm. And he said that. I was like, that's it? You know, that's it. And then contact the publicity department for each of those studios that you know review the film for they want to put you on their media list and he helped me a lot yeah. in that that's the inside of it so what I did was as soon as he told me that I went <laughs> I went the next day and I I went to buy Dreamweaver for dummies <laughs> wow and I ended up doing the website back then on my own HTML all that stuff, and in less than a week, I had it already done. And what happened was me and my nephew, he's the one that really came up with the name of the interview. Oh, yeah. And we wanted to see that movie Snatch. I mean, that movie Snatch with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. That was actually the first movie that we reviewed in the film. I, think, I, don't, I don't know how long ago that movie is. What is it? Oh, 90, no. I don't remember exactly the date, exactly. I think it's 2001, hold on, let me check. All right. Uh, I believe it's 2001, but, um, so, <coughs> excuse me, we're thinking of the name of what to do, and, it was like, uh, this review, film review, that, that, and we were looking it up, and all these domains were taken. Yeah. So then he goes, what about our, our, our perspective on these American movies? And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, when he is called a Latino review. And then uh, I was like, yeah, because it was, <laughs> this is in 2000, yeah, there you go, 2000. And when we started in 2000, mm -hmm. um, we were like, okay, you know, let's do it. So I, I, I looked up the domain, and, and the domain was available, and that's how I, I, I picked it up. And it was our perspective on, on these films. And 
exactly. I know. And that's how I started 
luckily for me, I was sitting down on the stoops over where they, was, they were filming. And the guy was telling me, don't move, just stay right there, you know, whatever. And I had a digital camera right there. And then there was a scene where Toby McGuire is running after the bus. And he's telling, he's telling the bus to stop. Yeah, stop the bus, uh, yep. I remember that scene. Yeah. 
How long was you doing Latino Review by yourself until you got the crew? Was you doing it by yourself for a little bit of time, though? had access to the press screenings so you was going to see movies all the time and then you just review it right it's cause you was yeah yeah you always see it like a week or two weeks before the movie came out sometimes nowadays nowadays a lot of things have changed a lot me and Patrick were talking a, long, a while back I'm coming soon yeah it's not the same anymore it's literally not the same shit has changed completely yeah. literally completely the 15 years that I've done this back in the days you know now you have to go, uh, somebody has an exclusive poster. Nowadays, it's like, you know, you see exclusive posters at, in Yahoo or IGN or, you know, corporate sites, how we call them. Yeah. Back then, they used to give it to, like, Coming Soon or Joe Blow or myself sometimes. And it was cool because that was the only place where you would see the poster. You know what I mean? Like, back then, the studio would just give it to that one site, have it exclusive, like, a week or so, at least a week. And then it will go on the publicity site for everybody to get. But by, by the time you went to the publicity site, it was already old, right? So yeah. now what they do is they give it to the corporate site. Or now with the social media, they put it on uh, social media and that's it. It's not really an exclusivity. I remember one day, I think it was for the uh, Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man I had the exclusive, or something, and they had the exclusive for the, for the poster. And then an hour later, the studio gave 
it to everybody. And I was like, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> I didn't know, but you gave it to them for an exclusive, and then an hour later you gave it to all of us. So why link to that fucking site? And when you, when the studio's giving it to you anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot, and the trailers, the same thing. You used to go to any cool news for a trailer, this other site for a trailer. They all back then, Alexander, and the Oliver Stone movie. Yeah. Don't have the exclusive. I had the exclusive for The Exorcist. Uh, the, 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 that lousy Exorcist movie that came out. Yeah, yeah. I did. Remember that one? I had, I had that. And now it's either Yahoo, MSN, or Apple. It's not the same. I'm telling you, it's not the same anymore. So you're saying, in a way, you were sort of like a pioneer in a way. I'm saying, you know, stuff was already out there, but, you know what I'm saying, for, I guess, for the Latino community, I would say you was, like, sort of, like, the start of a pioneer, almost, you know, website-wise, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, and, like, a lot of people tell me, I had a dinner with a producer friend of mine, he was like, uh, you guys are still, like, the renegade site, you know, you guys don't give a fuck. Exactly. You know, so even other yeah. sites, even other sites talk about you guys like, oh, we got it from Latino Review, so, you know, we don't know if it's 100% sure. But you know what I'm saying? Even though good, bad, or indifferent, your your site is always talked about regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always regardless, talked. no matter how you see it, they're always, you know, they're always going to bash you or hate you or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, you're not, not to brag or anything, and there are other bloggers who have been credited, but I think Latino Review has been credited by the trades the most. I remember one day we got credited by the trades, all three of them. And we were like the only set that got credited for one scoop that I broke. And uh, to see uh, all the trades was amazing. I was like, oh shit. You know, one of them was just to think about Variety broke the news that and this is back then. Um, I had a, I bumped into uh, Jamie Fox. Uh, he was promoting Ray. Yeah. Ray. And uh, this is 2004. And I had told him, I said, hey, I heard that you were in the BMI Vice. And he was like, hey, this is between he and I. We were in the elevator bank. And he was like, how did you find out? I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it with Michael Mann. Mm -hmm. And he said, did you have it? He told me the excuse. Oh, wow. I, he literally confirmed it. And nobody knew. And then when I put it up, that he's up for that. And he had, he had heard that uh, Colin Farrell and some other guy were up for, you know, the other the other part. Yeah, so he Crockett. Yeah. Um, he didn't know who it was at that time until Colin Farrell got cast. But uh, Variety gave me the credit back then, and, and that's how I started getting the the, the credit from these uh, trades, you know what I mean? And I remember the biggest, one of the big ones was Brandon Ralph for Superman. Um, David Goyer was writing Man of Steel, yeah. and that, that's a hilarious story. Hilarious. The, please the tell best. it. What happened? I said, please tell it. I want to hear it. <laughs> no way. Well, well, right. I mean, yeah, sure. Now, it's, it's like a producer friend of mine called me. I said, listen, you didn't hear this from me. I'm going to send you the details of a big, huge scoop. I'm like, all right. So he gave me the details. David Goyer was writing it. I put it up. David Gore is right on the Man of Steel, or the next Superman So, you know, that shit went out like wildfire. And again, I love Harry. For many cool news, I look up to them as one of my big, you know, big ones. Yeah. But he, he, that's one of the things that I really look up to. Yeah. But then, he wrote about it, 
true, so he turned on the bus, right? So then he wrote, it's been true, it's false. Dr. told me, at least that's what he didn't know was, that I knew that the trees were going to announce it an hour before. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I knew, and I said to him, it's going to announce it in an hour. It's not, it's not fake. It's true. Sure enough, Variety ran it first, Hollywood Reporter, and some other things ran it. Some other trades ran it. Yeah. Indeed, well, Goya was writing. They found out that it was true. And they all gave me credit. I was the first one to bring because, you know, you try not to buy something which I already knew that the trades were going to run. All the trades were going to run. Because I'm giving you an hour before the trades run. That's your exclusive one hour. I was like, all right, cool. And I ran it, and then they tried out the bucket. And then the studio themselves, once Harry and them ran that story, the studio themselves called me up and said, we need you to retract your story. I'm like, for what? Because it's false. I'm like, no, it's not. Because, yes, it is, because Thomas told, told Harry that it's false. I'm not taking it back, dude. But why not? I said, because if you hit enter on Variety, they confirmed it. Oh. And they were like, the studio was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I'm not taking it down, dude. You can't tell me to take some shit down that I know is true. Yeah. And then they say, you know, well, you know, the trees can be wrong. I'm like, uh, no, they're not. It was confirmed. got a lot of hits after that, especially when, you know, the scene in the news, like, who is this dude? You know what I'm saying? What is this site? Yeah, everybody, of course, man, CNN came to my house, they did a profile on the site and myself, you know, um, and that's one of the things that I think it was the highest peak was that, and, and, and also the, Gary so when he Ledger became the Joker, yeah. everybody was pissed. Like, we literally found out the night before, and my and myself was going to fly out to Comic-Con. We broke the news. Dean Ledger is the next joke. In the dark time, right? Yep. A little while we flew out to San Diego for Comic Con, and of course the publicist for that. I'm not gonna mention her name, but the publicist for that movie was like, and I heard her. She was like, you know, she was talking to one of the one of the other sites that I knew, another colleague of hers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, don't tell me you linked to that fucking site. Who broke the news? I mean, who the fuck do you think they are? The, the trade is supposed to run that, not him. But that's the mentality that you get from these people. Wow. I, I don't see nothing, you know. It's a lot of hatred, though. I'll tell you that much. Huge hatred. Don't be 
hard because you're Latino or that has nothing to do with it or you about um i guess you know just to go into further into the stories um you heard you know you know about the sony hack and everything what's your what's your take on that you know how some people want to post it some people don't want to post it what's your take on the sony hack and how do you feel about you know that's news isn't it Posters, the, the, the character posters, 
that they should. Here's what I'm going to put on. No, I, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ethic-wise, you know, I wouldn't do it. That's just me. Yeah. I'm saying, but would you read it just to yourself and then, you know, not put it out there, but what do you want, as curiosity, what do you, like, do you want to know the stuff? Like, you know, let me find out about this. Let me find out about that. Curiosity killed the cat, my friend. <laughs> but satisfaction brought it back, you know? <laughs> security is out, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that we're talking about Obama, then you got the Star Wars stuff, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, like, information where, it's, like, you know, if you're a person who's just a fan of movies, or just, you know, just a fan of gossip, wanted to see gossip, it's it's out there, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I looked at all, and I was just, like, amazed and shocked, like, this stuff got out there, you know, especially, like, you know, like, even the stuff what they were saying about Obama, it's like, guys... You know, people like that will talk like that all the time. Privacy, but once you put that in privacy, and, and, and that's the thing is, you know, this is private. Yeah. Just that guy, Donald something. I want to know what is called the other guy. Yeah, uh, Donald Blend. Donald Blend something with a B. I forgot his name offhand. Whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Laker guy. Yeah. Well, that was a private conversation, and you know, she out there, you know, sold it or whatever she did to TMZ or whatnot. Yeah. talking jokingly like you know how some people like you know people hang out and people say shit you know what i'm saying that's just the way life is you know what i'm saying you know you'll you know you'll you'll say the n-word sometimes or you call somebody a, a spick sometimes or whatever you know what I'm saying? people do do it you know what i'm saying it's just that that was a private conversation that got exposed and you know it doesn't necessarily you know it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad characters it's just like you know they were just talking to each other like if two guys were talking in the street and they were just you know talking vul you know vulgar language that's all it was you know Like, you know, like, me me and my co-host, you know, say he's black, you know what I'm saying? And then I always tell him, oh, what's your favorite movie, New Jack City? And then he'll tell me, he'll, you know, he'll talk to me, like, oh, you love Scarface and Carlito's Way. But, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's... it's, it's 
you know, it, it's all in good fun. You know what I'm saying? You know, we say that to each other, but you know, we could do that because we know each other. Like, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate for them. Like, they were, you know, they were writing to each other, you know, and you know, there was just, you know, being stupid. Like, you know, oh, Obama must love right along, and you know, he must love. It was funny though. You know what I'm saying? It was funny. <laughs> Twelve years a slave, you know. It was like it was bad, but it was funny though, you know. Like it was just. That was bad though. I was like, wow. But it shows you behind closed doors what they really are about. Exactly. You know. have like we have like podcasts about Marvel versus DC wars with the cinematic film universe. What's your take on the whole Marvel DC cinematic universe? tell people because I, I was talking to my um, my friend about that Iron Man 3 really is Riggs and Murtaugh as superheroes basically because if you <laughs> if you see the whole camaraderie of that film it was just if the role Robert Downey Jr. had and the role Don Cheadle had it was basically Riggs and Murtaugh as teenagers you know what I'm saying basically not not like teenagers but like you know they weren't even middle age yet they were still young if you if you really look at that movie and dissect that movie it was Lethal Weapon like 5 you know if you really look at yeah. it you know, but I don't. You know, I, I like the movie, but I just hated the like I hated the whole twist part. That later on, I sort of appreciated the twist part when you actually see um Hail to the King, and then you know you see that you know there is a Mandarin. Like okay, you know all is forgiven now. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and you know I didn't like that. Um, but every time I love the rest, I really like that mark. I really like how it's coming together. In other words. Yeah. Uh, how it ended up leading up to to the Avengers, for example. Now I want to know how this is going to lead up to Avengers Two, which is coming out next, you know, uh, next summer. Yeah. But to me, my to me, DC they got a lot of catching up to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's too, too long 
don't have when you have corporate heads deciding all these decisions for Warner Brothers in DC. You have these corporate people who don't know shit and, and, then, and then decide. Unlike Kevin Feige, he knows this shit. You know what I mean? And he's the one that's making all these decisions as well. Yeah. I mean, he knows how to put everything together. Now, if they had somebody like him in DC, then I think it'll be another story. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You think for the whole, even though the Sony hacks, you know, supposedly negotiations are still going on and trying to get the rights back to the Spider-Man character for the for you know for Marvel. Um, do you think that's possible? You know, they supposedly have. A, I think they're supposed to have a meeting in January, supposedly. But do you think Marvel will get the rights back to Spider-Man, or you think it'll be a shared thing, or you think he'll just stay with Sony? To me, my opinion, if Marvel does get it back, you know, say you have to not use Andrew Garfield because, you know, people are going to associate it with Sony, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's in the know of things, you know? If you see Andrew Garfield in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you're going to think the Sony films are connected to Marvel. So they have to start with a clean slate, you know, basically, you know? That's like if you have... You know, that's like if you had Eric Bana in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're going to think of the atrocity Hulk movie that Ang Lee did. I don't know if you're a fan of that, but, you know, you would uh, automatically associate that as being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's why they did the whole no, reboot thing. No, no, and, and, and two things. One, one is when it 
comes to the Spider-Man going into the Civil War, that they didn't want any uh, Andrew Garfield. And don't get me wrong, Andrew Garfield, to me, he did a good job. Yeah. Not, he did a very good job. I, I like him as, as, as Peter Parker, he had the wit and whatnot, but they just didn't want it. And their whole plan is, you know, go, the, the number one element, on, even including the Raimi films, the number one element that they always focus on was the, the romance element all the time. And they were tired of it. So Marvel wanted to do it as the struggles of an 18-year-old teenager, or not 18-year-old, but a teenager with these powers and dealing with an everyday life being a superhero. Yeah. Right? That's what they were focused in. That was their main concern with that. And I'm not going to lie, and I thought that it's, that's the direction they were going with with the first Amazing Spider-Man, because when I went to Comic-Con and they showed you the footage, at Comic-Con, it seemed that that was the direction they were going to. It was very grounded. They showed us a scene where where she was talking to him in the hallway, and then Martin comes out and talks to him and says, hey, he has your picture on the computer. And he went out and said, you know, do you think that it's okay for you to beat somebody up? You know, the everyday struggle of a teenager. But it looked like it was going. And obviously, it did not go that way. But going back to the Ang Lee, if, this is just me, if Marvel gets the rights back from, not the rights back, but does a deal with Sony and gets a new person, they don't really have to do the reintroduction. They can literally do what you just said right now with the Eric Banner, you didn't like the Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. You do like a montage sequence the same way with Edward Norton when he was in the chair. You see the spider fall on his arm. He gets bit. You know, you see him, you know, reacting to it, climbing a building, seeing his uncle getting shot, you know, him with Aunt May at the funeral, him and Spider-Man. You do that in 10 minutes. You Not even 10 minutes. You even do that in 6 minutes, you know?
Yeah, even though I'm saying I really loved Edward Norton though as um Doc, you know Banner, I thought I thought he was great. You know what I'm saying? He had the little bit of like toughness, but then he had like the sensitive and the smart type role. Like it blended well together. Mark Ruffalo is good, but it's like almost I just don't you know. I think he's like the perfect like he reminds me of um, Bill Bixby from The Incredible Hulk because like you know you don't really see the toughness in him, but you know he has that rage just when you look at him. I don't know, it's hard to describe it. Like Edward Norton looks like he doesn't need to turn into the Hulk because he looks like he could take care of him. Himself, you know, like like you know, Mark Ruffalo's um, Bruce Banner. It looks like he will get hurt and like he won't be able to defend himself. And then you know he needs the Hulk to protect him. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. It looked like Edward Norton was like, you know, he was like kind of suave as Bruce Banner. He wasn't kind of nerdy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, I, I just think they, you know, they did great with the reboots. You know, with with the Hulk and everything. And Spider Man, I know Marvel will make a killer Spider Man if they absolutely reboot it and you know have control of it. If they can get control of it, they would. The way they would introduce him would be amazing, though. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah, but what I'm really looking forward to, even though I, I like the idea of the Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that you gotta wait we gotta wait two years for that, you know, but you know, it's just Yeah, that's what sucks with the whole thing. Yeah. And, it, and that and that's why I say DC has a problem because they have to play catch up. Yeah. 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 It why it waits so long for this film to come out. Yeah. I know. In a way it's kinda bad, but in a way it's like kinda smart. I can see, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can see how they want to introduce everybody in that one film and then just have them in their established films because, you know, you're sort of introducing from, you know, what I guess what we all seen, they're going to introduce Aquaman, you're going to have Cyborg, you know, you already got Batman in it, Wonder Woman. You're going to introduce everybody in like a mini Justice League movie, you know, even though it's called Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. You're going to introduce every superhero, you know. And then you're going to introduce every villain in Suicide Squad, basically, just about. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with, with yeah. uh, this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, but um, Suicide Squad is basically in the same universe, but, I, you know, they're not going to be in the movie. But I'm just saying, though, it's like, you know, you're introducing all the heroes in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. You're introducing some of the villains in Suicide Squad, you know. And I guess, certain, I don't know, certain characters, I don't know if they're going to transfer over or not. But, you know, the, the thing is, the Shazam thing, I don't know, because, you know, I'm hearing it is part or is not part of the DC Universe. I don't really know what's going on with that. You know, you have any inside scoop on that? That, I don't know. That, I have no idea. You know? Okay. No question about that. Yeah. And what about the casting of Shazam? Any, you know, you know any... That's a good question. I mean, I, I'm looking into that as well right now, but nothing. Wow. Yeah. I remember one time I got a scoop, but it was denied and say going back to the site latino review how how do you guys basically come up with your scoops like when once you get a scoop do you like sit on it and wait on it or the, immediately as you get your scoops you're like no we got to put this shit now because if somebody else has this too they're gonna beat us to the punch like how does the whole process come about uh sometimes we hold on off on it um because they tell us to like uh, the 
So you, 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 you and El, um, El Mayim Bell, the only ones that have access. Like, you, if you want to put something up, you can put it up, and he can put it up as well, like that. No, certain writers, some writers have access to the sites to do it. You know, I've given them trust to buy like with Dave Gonzalez, Dave, you know, D seven E, whatever you want to call him. He, uh, he does the marvelous columns and he does the Star Wars columns. Oh, okay, okay, you know, well, yeah. He also has access. Uh, I give my my writers access to certain things, not all of them. Okay. But it's time sensitive, yes. You know, there are things that, you know, we've lost a couple of, like, I think we lost like one or two screws because of the time thing and because we held on, we couldn't get confirmation about it. I think, you know, like for example, if the one that just happened recently, I was told a day before that this woman was going to be the director of Wonder Woman. Uh, when they got, and I told him, I even, So you guys, I'm saying, you know, I know you can't reveal your sources, but you got a lot of good people that help you guys out, though. So that's that, you know, that's that's really good. Like, you know, you re, you rely on them a lot. You know, what I'm saying, like, is there any sources that that you know it's hard? For, like, can you guys get on your own, or you have like a whole like crack team, and then, you know, people like, hey, I got, you know, um, I have a scoop for you. I got a scoop for you. Like, how how do you get all this stuff t- together? You know. Um, sometimes they just tell me, because you know, you know what it is. It's all about the trust. Yeah. I'm just anybody yeah. That's just bottom line in the discussion. I just had a huge fight with Marvel a few a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. About they wanted to know my source about how did I know about this, how did I know about that, that I'm revealing Guardians of the Galaxy and and they were nasty email. They like they were bullying us and they think that they that I didn't have a lawyer. And I'm not gonna take this shit from you guys just to find out who the fuck is telling me. I'm not going to tell you. Sorry. So then the next, you know, it's like a Hollywood reporter found out and they ran that story. I gave them the email. Look what they're saying. They're actually bullying us to find out their source and their thing in return is, oh, you know what? We'll give you a set business. We'll give you access to the set business. I said, yeah, me and 15 fucking other people are going as well. So there's no exclusivity there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that, I'm, I don't need to go see a set business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just didn't like the advantages of trying to find out who's the person that's telling me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to this, and to this date, he's still my number one source to tell me so. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a, there's another, you know, it doesn't have to be a guy either. It's have guys and women. Oh, you know? Okay. And believe it or not, the women is the Star Wars source. That's just one of them. Yeah. Star Wars in there, we, we put it, it's, it's a woman. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people don't know that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. This is a free talk, man. You can say whatever you want, dude. You know what I'm saying? So I doubt whoever was going to try to sue you are not hearing this podcast, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> you know, but, you know, like I, I, going into Star Wars, since you brought that up, um, do you have any inside scoops on Star Wars? Because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I'm just so excited for this movie that's coming out next year. Um, is anything you... I'm going to say whatever, anything you heard about or anything that you're sitting on or? Well, no, it's not that it rapped. It's not really, 
I mean, a lot of the stuff that we broke on Star Wars was ended up being true because some of the trades actually confirmed it was, you know, was true. But what happened is at that time was it was written by somebody else before J.J. Abrams and uh, what's the name, Lawrence? Uh, Lawrence Kasdan? So um, the 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 other script that was out there, you said it was a lot, a lot of sips. Um, do you do you remember it offhand? Like you know, how did it end? How did oh, no, it end? It, 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 there was no. Oh, there was there was a rumor where there was a rumor that I got kind of confirmed as well, but I didn't want it because they weren't using that script. Mm-hmm. The script was that obviously a main character dies in the film. I'm not going to say who it is, but a main character dies in the film and then this sibling comes out and he becomes now the big part of Kate and I. That's how it was going to end. This is with the old script, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, they threw, they threw that script to the side and J.D. is the other one. Mm, okay. uh, I'll tell you, but it's basically, it was supposed to be the son and the daughter of Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Han Solo, obviously, you know, everybody knows that he wanted to die, even from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He wanted to die in the film, so they made him all for when he, remember, we were the first ones to say that Harrison Ford was coming back. It was a done deal. Yeah. First ones to break that story, and it ended up being true. Then the next thing you know, um, the script was out with Michael Adams, um, search, and that thing that, uh, he was in the script, and it had the twins involved, and the son wasn't in the film as much until the very end. Yeah. He shows up, I guess, at the funeral or whatnot, and he becomes the central part of Eight and Nine. Oh. And I think I think they had him becoming that, and then I think that's how it was. He becomes evil towards the end, and then they have to fight him off. I'm not really into the expanded universe, but I think that's what that's what did. Like it was expanded universe. Yeah. 
that sounds interesting. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like really, like you said, really dark, you know? Yeah, it was very dark. It was a very dark film. I know. I, I, have that. I, I know you can't have that with, Yeah, yeah, I know. And everything has to be, you know, peachy, lighty, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking of Star Wars, um, what's your take on the trailer? Did you enjoy the trailer? Did you like it? I liked it. I mean, it was what it was, you know. At least all I remember was, ah, at least we were right. The villain was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. We reported that the villain was in the trailer. You know, but it, goes, it goes back to what you said. A lot of these trolls, you know, they're always wrong. They're always wrong. They're always wrong. Yeah. That's what they—that's what their main focus is. That they're always wrong. They're always wrong. When was the last time we were wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, I totally forgot when was the last time. You know, yeah. I don't—I don't dwell on the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another question I want to ask you, since you know, yeah. you know the Star Wars said, um, did you? Like, with, with Latino Review and getting all the news sources and getting everything, did you, like, now, did you ever think about expanding it more? Or, like, you know, have you guys considered doing anything more? Like, you know, like having a podcast with Latino Review or something like that? Or doing some kind of, you know, branching out? Or you're, 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 you're good and where you at right now? Well, the plan is, for 2015, I think that's what we want to do. We want to expand it um, on television. TV is huge. Yeah. You know, it is very, very big. I think we're going to expand it in, in that sense. Television. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably put a television station. Um, I always wanted, and my son keeps all the end of it with his, he wants, dad, 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 we're going to put a video game section. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do that, but I'll be honest with you, dude, it's like, I ain't going to be IT and I'm not going to be team game spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are my favorite, those are my favorite sites to go to for when it comes to video games. I don't go anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do music, but that's another headache in itself. You know? Yeah. I wanted to focus also on... Cause I get a lot of these emails, and, and, and I feel bad because I don't focus on their stuff. A lot of these Latino directors, Latino screenwriters who have their short films out, mm-hmm. I wanted to have a session to have somebody, you know, um, write about their stuff. Yeah. Because you have a lot of these Latin directors coming up and, you know, they send me something, I feel bad, I don't reply back, I just don't have the time to yeah. post that because I have bigger fish to fry with the big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm looking for that, you know, somebody to cover indie films, film festivals, and shit like that. Yeah. I was going to say, since, you know, there's the El Raid Network now, you ever thought about reaching out to Robert Rodriguez? Because I think having Latino Review on a channel, you know, on a upstart, you know, network like that would be great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's heard of your site or seen your site, or I'm sure he has, but, you know, I'm saying, I, I, you, know, I, you know, I don't know what he watches, no, so, you know. No, 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 I know. He knows who I am because um, he uh, reached out to me one time for, um, we did the Predator script review, Remember script 
Cruz, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but it was, we just, he reached out to me, and he put me up there, you know, can you please take that screw review down? And then we turn, I'll bring you over to the set. So, Ooh. you know what? So, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I said, I've never been to Austin, let me take a trip. Yeah. So I did, I went to, I went to, I went to the set, and it was cool, because it was just me and somebody else. Yeah. That was me, too. It was very cool, but, um, you know, I, I don't have anything against Robert Rodriguez or anything like that, but it's just that, you know, they all had their scoops, they all have coffee. Give me one second, get coffee. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, um, there, um, there have been scoops. Yeah. There have been scoops that I have said before about his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always, the talking is like, you know, you know, Latino reviews that wrong intel. This, and it ended up being true. Yeah. You know, so I had a little, you know, he's mad cool. Don't get me wrong, he's mad, mad cool. He's, but uh, I've never thought about reaching out to him and, Actually, I think it's a great idea, too, you know? Yeah, I... I yo, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because you're not the only one that's talking about that. My wife told me the same thing. Yeah. Dude, you know? you, I'm saying, you know, I don't know if you, like, you know, because um, I watch wrestling. You know, um, Mark Burnett put out Lucha Underground, which is, you know, AAA wrestling basically in America. It's basically Mexican wrestling with English commentary. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, you know, I used to watch Lucha Libre a lot in Galavision, but, you know what I'm saying? They don't show it now no more. AAA wrestling... Um, you know, it's, they used to show it on Galavision, then they stopped showing it, and then I don't know if he was a wrestling fan or not, but, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so Mark, you know, Mark Burnett introduced it to Lucha Underground, so they have basically, you know, they have a wrestling, that's a Mexican wrestling, they have their, their show Matador, which is an all-Spanish cast, you know, you have Alfred Molina on that show, you have Gabriel Luna, you know, you have, you know, then, you know, I, I think... You know, Latino Review as a news station would be freaking excellent. You know what I'm saying? No, no, and, and I wanted to bring out to that, but uh, it's a work in progress as we speak, you know? Ah, okay. Because okay, that's one of the few Latino channels are out there. You know, you got Unamas too, but I think El Rey Network would be perfect, perfect fit. There's been a point where we were actually going to have our own little TV show. Not TV show, show, like a 30-minute show we were going to have a it was like a 90-second skit. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, what's happening in Hollywood right now is the, what's the news that's going on right now. I know it's something like, like MTV News. Remember how when you watch MTV? MTV News is had like a, a minute and a half of... Yeah, with Kurt Loader, yeah. Right, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. He gave up the news and it was like, he was he was like the only serious one on the show. Like you know, say so he looked like the yeah. like, like the father on the show. You know, like you know when he's on, you like either something bad's going down, somebody passed away, or some you know some random news. But yeah, I remember that. So they offered us that, um, but at that time, um, the TV show, a uh, TV station, and they changed. It. I think Jennifer Lopez now owns it. Oh. Uh, it was called CTV, S I T V, C T V. Oh, SITV? I think I, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was called CTV. Yeah. 
know what happened, and, and uh, they changed the name to something else. Okay. Uh, I think Jennifer Lopez had something to do with it, but it never panned out because they, you know, it, it, it went it went down south at uh, CTV. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's what happened with that. You know, uh, the Knicks lost. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, it's all right, it's all right. Uh, yeah, so, it's come to that point where it was that close for us, and now it's called Nuevo TV. Yeah. Nuevo TV, I think Jennifer Lopez has something to do with, you know, uh, we were very close to doing something with CTV back then. I, went, I even flew out to uh, Hollywood or uh, LA to uh, talk about it, and um, we were discussing, you know, the, the target audience and, and, and their target audience. And to this day, it's still the target audience is to distribute original English language Latino targeted entertainment. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's what they want. That's what we had such. You know, good chemistry together. We 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 already knew what we were gonna do. I already had um, I already had this uh this girl who's gonna do the show for us. I actually liked the way she was doing it. We had a couple, of, and we were very very close to it, and it just fell apart the very end because um, CTV only lasted until this was 2000, and it really lasted. It was like 2010, 2011, and they were done 2011, yeah. and then um, Nuevo TV. This is like a random question. You ever watch Unimas? They had on um, Breaking Bad in Spanish. You ever seen that? No, never, never. Oh my god, it was so horrible, man. You know, I wanted to support it, but I'm like, oh, it's so bad. Walter White, Walter Blanco. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. no and it's like a, a lot of people. Some of the same, hey, you ever try to branch out uh, Latino reviews to a Spanish site? <laughs> you yeah. got, uh-huh. you, you got somebody review a. Um, uh, what should we call it? Telenovela, you know, channel 47 yeah, yeah. and 41. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and those people love the they're huge. Yeah, no, no, hey, hey, yeah. yeah I, I, my brother always watched that every time I come home, we're watching Guadalupe yeah. or something my like that. My mother used to fucking make me watch that shit, sit down with her at the school. Oh, God. If she didn't finish watching Viviana, Viviana. Dude, it's so dramatic. You know the only thing I love about Spanish soap opera? What? Somebody leaves, they have plastic surgery, they get a different actor. Or, you know, you can fake your death 28 times or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the, you know, the, the Spanish soap operas, they're, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still going strong, though. They're still definitely going strong. Big time. I think they had Zorro recently in a, in a telenovela, you know what I'm saying? I saw a little bit of it. It was all right. But, you know, I was like, I can't get into this. You know, it's hard. Yeah, 
That's something that I almost came about to do too, and I got really. Oh yeah. Karma, 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 karma's fucking a bitch, huh? Karma's a bitch. What happened to Sony now? Karma's a fucking bitch. Yeah, I know Sony. Yeah, yeah well, well, what do you think Sony? God, I'm sorry. No, no, because um, this whole thing with Zoro was um, there's a novel out there that I I really uh was working on getting the rights to it, and I knew that Sony had the rights to it because um. I don't know what year it was when the second Zoro came out, and when the second Zoro came out, so did the novel. And the, 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 I remember Sony brought the rights to the novel when the sequel came out, but they never did anything with it. And that novel is just called Zoro. Yeah. Uh, Zoro, and it's called A Novel. That's the name of Zoro, A Novel. And it's uh, Isabella Landi, something like that. Uh, her name. It's a, it's a woman who wrote the book. that right role for her as of yet that's what I think it just you know hasn't clicked yet with the role you know even as Sue Storm even in the um, Machete film I don't know she hasn't found her niche yet I don't know Diego Luna? No, not Diego Luna. The other, um, his boy, his friend. 
Oh, Gangale Garcia. Yeah, 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 him. The one that interplayed the young Zoro. Oh, that would have been fascinating. Can it still happen though, or not? It's limbo, right? It can't happen now, right? No, because um, it seems that Sony, uh, you know, hired these screenwriters to do the the script. And uh, the last thing that I heard about that, and I spoke to some uh, Zoro production, was that they were un- he was unhappy with that script. He hated it. He hated the script. He literally hated the script. And that uh, he said he regrets not doing it with us because we had a great idea, awesome idea. It was going to be like you know like uh, like that and again. Literally. Yeah, but 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 with Spanish and Latino and Zorro basically, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Yeah. Who knows? Probably could get off the ground one day, but you know. Do you think the time is already the ship? The ship sailed already, though, right? The ship already sailed. And, and, that, and that's what I want to do. Like, I always ask what they want to do. That. You know, all in all, with this side and everything, I would love to be a producer. You know, like a Jerry Bruckheimer for Latin films or Latin American. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know that's you, what I'm going for. I know you seem like a level grounded guy, and you know you're still living in Queens. You're still living in the city. Um, are you content with everything now? Like, you know, Latino Review is basically your passion. It was your bread and butter. It still is your bread and butter, right? Yeah, Yeah, and, um, like, you know, you know, like, even when you was little, you always had this in your heart. Like, what, what could you tell people out there? You know how some people out there, either they want to be a baseball player, they want to be a basketball player, and, you know, and, you know, like, you know, you follow, I guess you could say you follow your dream of what you wanted to do, like, you just tell people, like, what, not to give up, or just, you know, me no, go... No, i tell you, like, here's the thing with, with, with the site. It just happened that it was, it, was, it was really a hobby. It wasn't, like, my passion at the moment. Yeah. And it, it became my passion because I started liking the attention and liking and liking I said, the number one thing, whoever wants to do a blog or a podcast or whatever, just you have to be dedicated. Dedication is massive, massive, you know, Massively key in this thing. If you're not devoted or dedicated to do it, don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing with my kids. My two boys, they're in college now. One is a sophomore, one is a freshman. Both of them, they love. And and my Ian and all my friends know this. They love basketball. They play varsity for their basketball team. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them plays. Uh, University. One of them plays uh, with St. John's University with the players of St. John's. He plays with them because they go they both go to St. John's University. Um, they play basketball with those guys over there. You know, they just love basketball. Uh, and I was their coach for uh, basketball as well. And I left last year. I was coaching their basketball team, and we won the championship. And uh, I left. You know, I left on a high note. And I'm looking at the championship uh, trophy right now as we speak. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, don't give up. You're just, you know, pursue it and do what you have to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those are powerful words. Powerful words, Kelvin, man. Thank you so much, man. Um, Promote promote your site. Promote promote Latino Review. Talk about it a little bit before. Uh, you know, just up for all, you know, scoops that they for all the scoops and news and what's happening right now, just, you know, go to latinoreview.com. You can also follow me at Latino Review at Twitter, at, at Latino Review, or uh, Facebook page, you know, facebook.com uh, slash 
right, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate this interview, man. Appreciate it. And Merry Christmas, man. This is a Christmas episode, so Merry Christmas. <laughs>